Hey, it's me, not Magic Frankie here. So, our amulets got stolen by this really creepy tumor guy, so of course we had to do a talent show to get them back. Uh, luckily, one of our talents is cutting in line, so we didn't have to wait for months uh, to get on the stage, which is great. Uh, we thought we were going to be judged by these regular old people, but then these three chimes went off, and we had to go underground uh, to this really creepy place filled with more tumor guys, but those tumors turned out to be liquid creatures called mimics and they either want to eat us or test us. Uh, I'm not sure which at this point. It could be both. Uh, first up is Carrot's test, the trial of mentorship. And of course, Idafer immediately turned into a deer and fell off a cliff. I hope those mimics don't like venison. everybody and welcome to the terrible adventures of the Janice and Breffitt's Parchment Company. My name is Penny D. I will be your DM today and my, so we're doing fashion disasters today, right? <laughs> and so when I was younger, I was, and this may prove as not as surprised to any of you, a ginormous dork, <gasps> right? Like the biggest, no. hugest, ginormous dork ever. I can see you wearing like a John Cena t-shirt. <laughs> like. I wish I was that cool. <laughs> To have wrestling merch when I was a kid. I didn't find out about wrestling until I was like 17. Oh, weird. No, uh, I had, and that I would wear them all the time and utilize this, zip-off pants. <gasps> no! That, and they had multiple zip-offs. So they were like oh. khaki, like windbreaker yeah. uh, pants. And you could, you could zip them to be three-quarter pants or... Or you could zip them to be shorts. And both the three-quarter pant length and the short length was wrong. So, like, the short length was above the knee. And the three-quarter pants was only, like, a couple of inches above what the full pant was. (laughs) And I used to always be like, what am I going to wear today? Doesn't matter. And then just, like, zip (laughs) off the part. And um, took me a while to make friends. Took me a while to make friends when I was a kid. Penny, I need to tell you something very important. What's that? I also had pants like that. (laughs) (laughs) Did you also have no friends? Um, no, because I wore them for hiking. Oh, I see. So those were my spe- th- those were my very special hiking pants that I would whip out whenever my school was like, "We're going to teach you guys how to hike." And then um, nobody really liked me on the hikes, and I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. I think it might have been the pants. It might have been the pants. <laughs> see, I also had them, but they were just the pant- the, the shorts, to the pants. Hi, I'm Nathan, and I'm playing Flynnvar the Halfling Bard. And my terrible fashion choice, which I made constantly uh so in the last year of high school we were allowed to have mufti which we shouldn't have because my <laughs> choice of wear oh, no. which i would wear multiple days in a row past the point of no return oh no was i was a fan of board shorts and oh. the color lime green <laughs> and i had this favorite red sweatshirt <gasps> red. So, so you look like a christmas tree yeah <laughs> and were the and the board shorts had like <laughs> bright blue 
palm trees and like surfer cars on them and i don't know why they're my favorite shorts but i wore them like as every day that i could before my mum made me wash them this is why schools oh. implement uniforms in the first place to oh, yeah. save children from their own fashion yeah. yeah this shouldn't be my days this was that was also the first year that i was sexually active too so i was like someone made How? a poor choice <laughs> <laughs> someone, someone poor wanted choice. those board shorts <laughs> someone, oh. someone actually there's a very very like well-rounded teenager that could look past those board shorts <laughs> and just, or just some insane teenager still keep <laughs> It's very funny that you said that schools implement y- uniforms so children don't make fashion disasters, but that didn't help me. Um, hi, my name's Liz and I play Karen, <laughs> but my fashion disaster was, I-, I would make it every single day. I It didn't matter if I was at school, where I had a very strict uniform policy, or when I was at home, or anywhere I was, I would plaster on that black eyeliner <laughs> oh girl it's all good yeah me too it was constant i would i wouldn't i would never wash it off i would wake up the next morning and i would put it on again oh no and it was it was just kind of a very natural smoky eye that didn't d- was never was never off my face it was always always there hey kid liz Wash your face. Wash your you face sometimes. Hey, fun fact, coconut oil, really good for getting off mm. eyeliner. Mm. Fun fact, I didn't have any pimples at school ever. Wow. I was I was clear skinned and with horrible raccoon eyes. <laughs> but yeah, I would go to school, I would have I would have a black pen and I would have mascara in my pocket at all times. And every single lunchtime I'd reapply that bastard. Or oh, oh it was bad. Oh, dear oh, God. It was, oh, panda eyes, raccoon eyes. Mm-mm. Emo children. And it didn't help that you also spent a lot of time eating out of the garbage, so everyone just called you, knew you as the raccoon. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, I had, I had long fingernails, and I used to hiss oh. at people. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Did you always wash your hands and food before you ate it, though? Yeah. That was that was very much what I did. I mean, that's one of those positive raccoon traits. Yeah. yeah. And did you once do that to cotton candy and oh, then, it, and then it melted? I think about that all the time. Me and the raccoon's like, give that raccoon some fucking cotton candy. Of course you can. They've got really sensitive little hands. Have they got like bad eyes? Oh. Cool. I've, I've got an add-on fact. If they Welcome have to our Raccoon Facts podcast. If they have something <laughs> that they like and they're holding on to it, even if it's literally killing them, they will not let it go. Aww. Oh my god! I've learned that from a book called "Where the Red Room Grows" about hunting raccoons. Oh wow! Like, don't don't cry on the podcast. I cried <laughs> a lot, but they would capture raccoons by putting like shiny things in traps with the nails pointing up. So they'd get trapped. So that because they all they have to do is let go whatever they have, and then be able to get free. But they don't. yeah which is a horrible way and the book said you know if you're going to be a raccoon hunter don't do it this way because that's a horrible way to do it but yeah because you get it and then you just bash them to death but that's fine you know carry on carry on and that was was me in high school (laughs) 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 great segue so um i'm poppy and i play ida for the tiefling rogue sorry i was just having a look through my old photos of me as a kid (laughs) but it it confirmed for me the fact that my fashion disaster was i had this one pair of 
pink camo, <laughs> three-quarter cargo shorts. Oh, yeah. And I wore them just all the time. <laughs> like, I have a lot of school photos of me wearing those and, like, going on little holidays with the fam. Aww. You know, one day people are going to cosplay as our characters and there's going to be some really cool people who are going to cosplay as young us <laughs> oh my in, these, in these fashion disaster <laughs> I don't want to curse anyone with that. Like... <laughs> I want to see Emo Karen. I want to see Teen Emo Karen, actually. Tenemo. Tenemo Karen. Um, but I, like, I also went through the scene phase. Like, I did my hair all, like, you know how they did the thing? They, like, backcomb the shit out of it. Yeah. And, like, dye those stripes or bleach those stripes. Yeah, it wasn't good. I was not allowed to dye my hair at school. That's a like, good thing. Yeah, you had to have natural colours. So, so you guys would have <laughs> photos to do the teenage dirtbag trend on TikTok. Uh, we're not... Um, like, yeah, but... I, I was never... Oh, I never allowed myself to be photographed. I'm sorry, Steph, were you always perfect? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Hi, my name's Stephanie, and I play Frankie the Human Artificer. And (laughs) I don't know if I actually have any fashion disasters. No, because you're perfect. Yes, that's right. You are looking fantastic today. Oh, thank you, thank you. I did grow up in a, you know, a split family. Uh, My parents were divorced, so my mom would, like, make sure I always was, like, looking on fleek, like, my hair done, cute little braids with the, the, the... Circly things, oh, those, those little those little bobbles that would like yeah. whack you in the yeah. skull. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cute, but Cute. Out. slick outfit. Like I was looking fine, like Oshkosh bagosht, like beautiful. And then I'd go to my dad's, and he'd be like, "Just wear whatever your stepsisters have." <laughs> so like, <laughs> I would just wear. Um, I remember those like biker shorts those really tight ones that people just wear under their really short skirts now but you know i wore it would wear like, like bright yeah. pink that and i had a a green like rugrats movie <gasps> sweatshirt with all of them in the little reptar yes. wagon oh thing and i would just wear like that and like i guess this is what i wear here you and you were the ultimate 90s child i, yeah. I was i literally was lycra neon yeah. rugrats a lot of color blocks. but then yeah. but then going back to your mum's house with the little bobbles and the Bam. parades yeah. and like the yeah, little you, i bet yeah. you were wearing like little uh leggings with the little skirt and yes yes okay one of my favorite <laughs> outfits was Again, it was double jet and denim. Don't laugh at me. It was the 90s. It's the 90s. Uh, Perfect 90s child. That and the, but the trim was like plaid, like yes. oh, red yeah. and black plaid. Oh and God. it had little bows on it. And then mom would match my like oh. colors in my hair to like match that. Like I was looking you fit. The I, perfect 90s yeah, child. I have photos of that. I'll, I'll find it. Because it was school photo day. I wore that. And Cute. I, so I four of us took the opportunity to humiliate ourselves for the audience. <laughs> <laughs> and Steph and decided like, to take this moment to brag about what a cool child she is. Despite my fashion failures, I am still and have always been a very hot person. <laughs> so, you know, it's I okay. Everyone is I've been doing you for a couple of years, but that checks out. Aww. Everyone is beautiful. Exactly. We, we do have a very attractive little podcast. I was not beautiful when I was a teenager. It's fine. I'm, I've, I've come to terms with it. <gasps> it's sad now, I, though. I peaked in elementary school. <laughs> so this isn't a... It's not a fashion podcast. What? Despite what we did last week. <laughs> <laughs> it is a and d podcast. Um, we're right in the middle of uh, doing some fun... Well, they're maybe not fun, but we're doing some trials. Hmm. We're getting into uh, the domain of mentorship. How do we all feel about playing some Dungeons and Dragons? Oh, uh, yes, please. Yeah. I'm very nervous about it. Idafa, 
you're currently in a deer body. Uh, wild. Sorry, can you say wild shape instead of currently? Like oh, no, I'm inside to. a deer. <laughs> He's inside a deer. SPCA. This is some real servine <laughs> situation. <laughs> Idafa, you're currently wild shaped into a deer, and you launched yourself across this ravine in an attempt to get to the other side. And you weren't quite able to clear it, and you started to fall into this inky blackness. And you feel like you're falling as on every side of you, the like liquid, living liquid stuff that the, the mimics are made of begin to close in. And the rest of you, from the ceiling, a like drip shaped thing begins to like slowly lower itself down. Uh, and then as it touches the floor, it pops. And there's a deer in, in, in inside of it. And Idafa, you find yourself uh, back on the floor. Oh. Karen's, oh still holding, Karen's still holding the other end of the rope. Like Ido, as a deer, is quite confused. And he makes the deer sound. That's her deer sound. <laughs> um, but then knowing that he can't die, he jumps in again. <gasps> uh, yeah, uh, same thing happens. Uh, and you sort of fall. You feel the, you feel the black liquid uh, like close in on you. You feel like you're submerged in it. And then again, from the ceiling... A big, like, drippy bubble comes down from the ceiling and touches the floor and pops in either for the tear you're in there. Uh, roll me a perception check, guys. Karen got an 8. Flint got a 14. Brinky got a 6. I don't got a 14. The two of you who got 14s, you can see over the other side, uh, on the other side of the ravine, past the red circle, uh, there is a slash mark on the wall that's not black. And then as you look around, a second slash mark uh, forms itself next to it. <laughs> just as Frankie's about to also just try to go. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. How many slashes do we get? Oh, and, and At least Karen, two. <laughs> the black circle that you had, every time one of these slashes comes up, gets a little bit smaller. Oh. Obviously, I can't say sorry, I'm a deer, but I'm thinking it. <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's all right. It's, it's not a problem. Okay. Uh, let's do some problem solving. Okay. Frankie's good at this, but not. Karen, roll me an arcana check. Okay. And Frankie, you too. Eight. Seventeen. Frankie, your time in the floaty place, you used some of those wisps. You channeled them like Electrum. And you can remember using them for things that weren't spells that you knew. But when you channeled them, it felt a lot like the way that Electrum feels when you when you channel it. Hmm. Karen, you got nothing. No, nothing. <laughs> okay, uh, why did I choose mentorship? This is really difficult. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a good mentor. Hi, my name's Liz. I'm just a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a little guy. Facilitate a brainstorming workshop. <laughs> <laughs> I might have an idea, but I don't know. You know what? That's that's good, actually. For Ida, for Flint, Frankie, how about we all work through this together? This isn't... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a fright. <laughs> you said it. Idafa, <laughs> good, good hustle. Frankie, do you have anything? When I was in the floaty place, uh-huh. there were these wisps that were actually quite useful once I got used to it. And if I concentrated a little bit, I could use them quite often like I used uh, Electrum. What if we used these swirly bits similarly? These black... The black ink? Yes. Huh. The ichor. Okay. Yeah, that's... It seems to be responding to various, you know, you're stepping on and it's... It is responding to various stimuli. You're you're correct. Good, good. Thank you, Frankie. Flynn, do you you have any ideas? 
No, only that if we had one of us who was light like me or Frankie on the back of Idafa and Idafa runs and jumps and then we jump from the back of Idafa and then we'd get extra oomph. But I mean, we can try that if dangerous. we want to, but that is dangerous. And I would prefer not to uh, put any of you in danger. So you're going to double jump like uh, Mario riding Yoshi <laughs> and then Yoshi's just going to oh, die. You're going to do that <laughs> thing, are you? <laughs> Idafa is Yoshi. Yeah. Idafa uh, is rip. dead. <laughs> F's in the chat. Oh, I just realized I have a bag of balloons. You have a bag of balloons? Yeah, don't worry about it. What are those for? If a party breaks out. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, Frankie. You know, it's just digging around and he's like, oh, I've got these balloons that literally, I think it's like more or less cast levitate. Oh. And maybe we could have just done that. Well, you can still do that if you want to. No, nah, that's a stupid idea. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Throws the balloons into the vein. <laughs> no. No, Frankie, that's an excellent idea. Good work. I think I think that should, I think that will do well if you want to give it a go. Is yeah. everybody happy to do that? Yes. Arash nods his head. Well, we could help steer you a little bit. That is really cute. I love that. The mimics kind of purr because they feel included. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You. <laughs> we're going to get attached to these mimics and I'm going to be sad when we're gone. <laughs> <laughs> Take one with us. Yeah, I would agree. I would like a small mimic as a, as a friend. What would the object be? I think it'd be just a really cute little glass glass jar that I'd have in my in my room. And it would, it would look just empty. Just have it, as, like it a, as a little mirror, like a little uh, pop-open mirror. And if someone other than you tries to use it, it bites them. That's cute. I like that. No, you can't have that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd want a coin so that when people – I'd put it somewhere and people would go pick it up. And they go, <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> a very small cute. one would be really cute as well. Like it can't – like, It doesn't do damage. It, it's just like – It's kind of like just like, like a, a crab. Pink. Like it just pinches on. doesn't really hurt. Yeah. yeah. Like, Ow. You always wear that earring, and I feel like that would be a cute little mimic, like an earring oh, yeah. mimic. That's cute. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a feather for the, for the audience. Yeah, it's actually made of uh, reclaimed bike tires, so it's made of rubber. Really? Yeah. Huh. Pretty cool. <laughs> One of my kids made it for me. It's Aww. really cute. Yeah, I like it. It offsets my hair. That's the reason I like to wear it, because I've got <laughs> lots of blonde on the side and then dark on that side. That's not really what we're here to talk anyway, about. This anyway, isn't, this, isn't a, this isn't a fashion podcast, although maybe... <laughs> So, so you can cast levitate basically with these balloons. Yeah. So a bag with ten deflated balloons are inside. If you blow up a balloon and tie it to a person or a loose object weighed up to five hundred pounds, it would become weightless and hover suspended in the air for ten minutes. An object or person raised by the balloon follows the same rules as the levitate spell, and the person who blew up the balloon can verbally command the balloon to move on their turn. Oh, that's cool. Okay. That okay. sounds perfect, actually. Let's do that. Why and didn't then... we think of this before? <laughs> because I wasn't mentoring you properly. That's I wasn't right. asking you That's for right. solutions. I need. I needed to have faith in uh, the people around me that I could guide them towards the correct solution. There we go. Hmm. Uh, there's there's a lesson for Brought all of back. you listening today in the podcast. <laughs> Bring it around. Bring it all around. All right. Let's do that. If five hundred pounds. I don't think you can. I don't think you can be a deer. Five hundred pounds is quite a lot. Like, yeah, that's a lot. A lot. I, don't, I don't think deers weigh five hundred pounds. No, no. Uh, maybe like a full stag or like a moose or something might. Not a moose. No. I'm just a slight little deer. I need to look up what that is in kg. Oh, are we going to Google how much a deer weighs? Yeah, but all of us are going to do it independently. <laughs> it seems that way. Two hundred, two hundred and thirty kgs. Also, I'm a model. 
150 to 300 pounds. Yes, I, I did. I did see that. Ooh, reindeer. So if if you're a little deer, you're fine. If you're a big deer, I'm just no. a little deer. Okay, well what then you're deer? fine. Are you like a white-tailed deer, like the standard deer? Standard deer. Yeah, yeah. that's unusual. All right, deer. you'll be fine then. No worries. So you're going to use one of your balloons? Yes. And who are you tying it to? Uh, I'll tie it to Ido, so then he can maybe carry Flynnva. That sounds good. He's still he's still attached to the rope as well. That's so, okay. Yeah. And then I'll just push them. Wee. Oh, no, I'll t- blow it up, tie the blue dot, and then push them. So just checking the rope. Yeah. It was you were holding one end, and Idafil was tied to the other end. Cool. Oh, uh, it's yeah. What Idafil, happened when Idafil went through the ceiling and came back down? It's bitten in half now, or it's oh. it severed. It's no longer like going so. We'll just down have to tie it together again. The top. Yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, we'll tie it together. Tie it together. And then when we're all ready, and was Frankie going to hop on me as well? No, because Frankie be didn't think about that. I think it'll be too heavy. Yeah, so Frankie just pushed. Oh, Frankie's probably Frankie's quite a slight guy. Yeah, but but Frankie has weight, and so weightless is not anti gravity. Weightless is just nothing. So if you hopped on Idafa when he was weightless, he would have Frankie's weight, and he would come down. Mm. Yeah. Yep. So I just pushed them, and also I have my own. Oh, okay. So you're That's gonna, all you're good. Use multiple balloons. I'll use one for now. Until if we're like, hey, wait, no, we gotta, we gotta think about this. See if it works to get Idafer over. Yeah, good idea. <laughs> I don't see any reason why this wouldn't work. So the um the balloon, you know, once it's blown up, it's actually really funny watching like Frankie, who doesn't have the biggest <laughs> yeah. lung capacity, like just sit down and blow. Does Frankie got asthma? Oh yeah, probably. <laughs> he just <laughs> and he blows it up, ties it to the deer, and then the deer just like lightly lifts off the ground Ooh. and just Ooh, so just cool. sort of hovering there. <gasps> You're a reindeer now. And then, so you <laughs> grab him and just kind of push him yeah, across the like ravine? Yeah, just like push him to the right direction so he has uh, enough momentum to get across. Okay. Was Flynn still on the back or no? Mm, no, because then it won't be wa- then he won't be weightless. Yeah. That's true. Okay, after a, you know, a minute or two, you drift over the other side and you're now over top of the right, correct side of the ravine. Which part of it? Are you like directly over the red circle or are you just sort of over safe land? I assume I would be just over safe land. Okay. But of course, like it takes 10 minutes for this to wear off, right? So I can't really get onto the ground. Well, it can be commanded. Like it's it's the levitate oh, okay. spell. So mm. Frankie can sort of direct it and tell it to go down if he wants to. Oh, cool. Well, I can't speak to him, so. <laughs> I would wait until you were like over enough and then I would say the command word, which I just thought it would be like fart noises because, you know, when you like let the balloon That's how go, you communicate yeah. with the balloon. Yeah, yeah I get it. you got to speak yeah, its yeah, language. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> so it lets me down? Yeah, you lightly touch down uh, on the other side. And then I tip-tap into this red circle. Anything happen? No, nothing happens yet. Okay, that's all good. I'm just going to chill there. You still have a rope that leads over the other side? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so we can keep using the balloons if you want to. Or you can go across on the rope. I will be holding you here. Idafil will be holding you over there. But if you want to use the balloons, you can use the balloons. Think of the rope as a safety measure. And I've got enough Wait, balloons. Me? Either of you. Whoever wants to go first. I can. You could go first. Okay. Yeah. Should I just hand of a hand under the rope? I think it was going to do that to be cool. Funva, <laughs> uh, roll me an acrobatics check. Can I help because I'm holding the rope? Uh, yeah, okay, you can have advantage. Um, are you also coaching him? Yeah. Yeah, okay, then yeah, that's fine. 
and I am just steadfast. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, you roll uh, an athletics check using the deer's uh, stat block. I cool. realize I have that thing that what class of genius where I could be like, do this, and then you get my. But I got a twenty-two. So I'm, oh, I'm not gonna I'm do that. I got fourteen. Fourteen's enough. But like, I'm not struggling. Too, like, yeah, you're struggling with it. Like, Deer's got those skinny little legs. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, you might struggle with it a bit more because Flimvar's just a little guy. Mm. Um, you might struggle a little bit more to get uh, Frankie over there. Mm. Yeah. Um, Should have been a goat. <laughs> Karen will notice that and she will say, uh, Frankie, I think you should you should go over on a balloon. Uh, Idafa, I think it'll be easier for Idafa. <laughs> and don't don't worry about me. I'll get over there. I was going to say, okay, okay, I'm going to give you a balloon just in case something happens. Oh, thank you. Flinvar, what was your acrobatic ship? Oh, 22. Oh, yeah, you make it over easily. You don't even need to use your legs. You just, like, monkey bar over <laughs> um, just hand to hand. Um, you don't even need to, like, wrap your knees around your... Um, this goes back to your army training days. Like, you're very used to this <laughs> oh, kind of stuff. Oh, that's right. Um, you're, yeah, you make it over just fine and you step into the red circle. Yeah. Uh, and then, Frankie, you use a balloon to get over? Yeah. Does anything comical or funny or awkward happen while um, you're on your way over? I would like to imagine <laughs> that I, uh, the balloon is tied around my waist and I'm just, like, folded, folded in half. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. He yeah. secured it too low and now it's, yeah. like, butt sticking up in the yeah, air. Yeah, that's, that's it. My Love poor it. sore butt. And I would try and just <laughs> use the rope as, like, a guide. And also you've got a hole in your pants from the mimic biting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is brilliant. Uh, I don't see any way that you could fail this, considering that you're using uh, a balloon to levitate. So uh, once you step into the red circle, the red circle glows, uh, and there is a um, there's like a, a, a small chime, not as loud as the ones you've heard before, but there's a small chime, uh, and then the walls begin to close in, oh. uh, and then all of you feel the like the black ink, the ichor, uh, swirling around you. Uh, and then when it recedes, you're all standing next to each other. Uh, and there is a large brick wall with a pattern of, like, a fist in the center of it. Oh. oh. Karen, um, you're still in the black circle. Is there still a ravine? No, the ravine's gone. Uh, Karen pushes towards the edge of the black circle again. That hisses at you okay. negative, in a negative fashion. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Seems I'm going to have to teach you how to be very good at punching. Uh, I can't say anything. (laughs) (laughs) Kia ora, Penny here. It's been a little while. Glad to see you back. We hope you enjoyed Frankie's Big Date, our Valentine's Day live show a few weeks ago. Thank you so much to Fate of Eisen's Jules from NZ for coming to play with us again as a guest PC this time, and to Jules' partner Paul for agreeing to play our surprise villain XBF. If you missed the show, the video recording is available to all of our patrons. Thank you to our JBPC patrons for all your support of the show. James Courtright, Sam Sarah at Gamers ADHD. Fun Facts with Waffles, Aotearoa New Zealand is home to the world's heaviest insect called the Weta. Claire McDonald, Jules Bergeser, Violet, Shabna Lee, Alex Moore, Lyndon Hood, Jesse Wesson, Disturbed One NZ, Andrew Evans, and new subscribers Luna Chris and William Evans. William actually signed up during the live show, so apparently we must have been doing something right. We actually hit our first Patreon goal of $100 per month. Thank you so much to all of our Patreons for your support and for helping me get Liz up to speed as an editor. If you would like to become a supporter of the terrible adventures of the Janice and Breffitt's Parchment Company, go check out patreon.com slash jbpcpodcast. There are multiple tiers with lots of different rewards you can unlock, and I'm making more of an effort to post exclusive content over there. At the moment, I'm putting up moments that we recorded but we couldn't put in the public release, like this week's new post dubbed The Fisting Cut. 
music credits, thanks to Quinsas Morira for Boom Bap Flick, Track Tribe for Dust Till Dawn and Last Train North, Half Dot Cool for Sharp Edges, and Diala for Solicious. As always, our social media pages are facebook.com slash Podcast and at JBPC Podcast on Twitter. And also keep an eye on the Kiwi RPG hashtag for all sorts of things that Kiwi creators like us are doing with their projects. I'm hoping to be joining the Kiwi RPG committee this week, so if I'm successful and you want something from the New Zealand RPG creative community, I might become a person that you can talk to about that. Our next episode, Domain of the Ordinary Part 5, will be out on March 19th, so keep your ears out as we start to wrap up our current adventure. All right, back to the show. Okay, so, who knows basics of punching? Hmm, me. Yes, yes, okay. So we'll go over the basics, and we'll just kind of see what happens. How, do, how does that sound? Yeah. That sounds good. Yes. Okay, so, first of all, when you're making a fist, you always keep your thumb on the outside of your fist. I'm just going through like basic, basic, yeah. Hi, hello to, to, to all of the podcast listeners. These are real tips for punching people. So, hello all, to all the podcast listeners. Don't use this to assault somebody, please. <laughs> yeah, we do, don't, don't support crime. Don't say it was crime. us that taught you. Don't have. say it was us that taught it's you. Also, not the same as fisting. It's, it's not. It's but also the tips can be used. This is for a, a family podcast, Nate. It is not a family podcast. <laughs> 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 Sorry, family. Yeah. So she says, okay, always keep your thumb on the outside of your fist, and. Move your your index and your middle knuckles a little bit beyond the other knuckles, so you're making a fist that is a little bit more. I don't know how to punch. Can I, someone just is, punch a cleaner? You punch. can just Google some <laughs> tips if you want. Can I do rolls for how good I can teach people how to punch? Go ahead, roll me a uh, um, mentorship roll. Me roll. A performance check. That's a twenty. For the broadcasting end, did a great job. For yes. like the communicating end, the receiving end, we'll see how that goes. Mm. <laughs> You've got a deer. <laughs> a deer. <laughs> You've got a Frankie. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And Flynn might get it. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Flynn's got. Flynn's got. Flynn's got military training. Okay, let's let's say for argument's sake that you've now taught them a technique on how to punch. Wonderful. Segway, random, sorry. <laughs> Has anyone seen Fantastic Mr. Fox? Yeah. Yeah. Where they're teaching how to do a karate chop. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> God, I love yes. Fantastic Mr. Fox. It's a good movie. <laughs> anyway. Always Anderson. Fantastic. Anyway, who has the lowest constitution? Uh, I got 16. You got 16? That's pretty good. I think it's probably Ida for his HP super low. <laughs> yeah, I've got an 18 constitution. 18. Can deer drink potions? I mean, they've got mouths. <laughs> That's true. Just before you guys go out and try to do, and do some punching, uh, she takes one more potion out of her pocket and kind of rolls it along the floor and says, Flynn, can you make sure Idafa drinks that? It'll it'll bump up his health a little bit and it's a constitution. Oh, I was just going to hear about the A constitution boost, right? Which yeah. is plus, plus two HP per level. Mm. Yes. Nice. So temporary hit points? For the next, I think it's 10 minutes. Uh, you're level seven, so you would have an extra 14 HP to your max. That's nice. Thank you. And who's got the luck potion? Because I don't remember anyone drinking it. You didn't drink it? No. And those are the last two from your samples kit, right? They are. So, okay. Oh. Uh, okay, so there's a brick wall that is probably made of mimics. You can tell by all the little <laughs> little uh, crooked smiles and eyes all over it. It's got a little like fist picture on it with a you know a few like burst lines out from it. <laughs> the wall wants you to punch it down. Who's gone first? I will. Okay. 
Are you going to use any magic or anything to enable you to do this better? Or are you going to just go ahead with your regular strength? Frankie doesn't have any magic that he could use, maybe. You don't know that. You haven't tried. Mm. I'm going to give myself a, a boost talk and be like, remember what Karen told me? Do this and do this. And follow through is where the power is. Did Karen <laughs> tell you what the luck potion does? No. <laughs> I told, you, I, told you I told you it was lucky. Yeah, so Frankie's going to be like, also, I need the luck. Uh, and he's going to drink the luck potion. I don't know what the luck potion does. For the next minute, for one attack roll, skill check, or saving throw, you can uh, trigger a natural 20. Ah! Frankie's going to do that. Okay. But Frankie is going to just whisper into the wall, I'm sorry, I don't mean to hit you. <laughs> <laughs> I forgive you for biting my butt. <laughs> so he's just going to be like, sit. You know, I'm sorry. Please don't hate me if it hurts you. I'm sorry. Okay. And then he's going to do what Karen. Well, I would say roll me an attack roll, but it's a natural 20. So this is as good as it could possibly go. Um, you like reel back like a baseball pitcher. You get your leg up in the air like the dude from Pokemon. Yeah. And you like <laughs> come yeah. through uh, and punch the wall and it shatters. Ooh, like All nice. the like bricks in the center go flying back out. And each of them have got like a little, like a little like tongue lolling out and a little smile Aww. and stuff. Yes. And then the remainder of the wall sinks down into the ground. Yes. Good job, Frankie. And there's another small chime. And then the mimics descend on you. Oh. oh. And the swirling happens again. And then the room opens up. Karen, oh. you are still in the black circle. Oh. On the other side of the room is Asus Diamond Heart. Oh. Inside of the Scraps robot. <gasps> it's Asus Diamond Heart and everything except the weird, like, ditto face that he's got. <laughs> oh, still, no. He's still got a mimic face, so he's got mm-hmm. little dot eyes <laughs> and, like, a squiggly oh my God. smile a full of face. fangs. I'm not upset by this. <laughs> Asus Diamond Heart is one mimic and Scraps is another mimic. Mm. Uh, and they're, like, staring at you. They're staring down at you. And he's, like, fully in the suit. As he was when you were when you were fighting him, Karen. When you mm. killed him. When I killed when I killed him and I threw him in the lava. Yeah. And they <laughs> stare at you and they're waiting. Karen's also just staring. This is weird. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> sorry. I, 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 sorry. I was I was I was waiting for something to come into my brain and nothing happened. I was just I just said, and then I didn't do anything for a little while. <laughs> so you don't do anything. Well, they're waiting. She's waiting, but she. I, I'd like to roll. Maybe an investigation check to see what's going on. Uh, roll insight. Insight. 21. The first two things that you had to coach the other guys to do are things that you have done. Mm. Oh. You know, your jump, your strength, your big punches. It's not too far out of the realm of possibility that this is a challenge to coach one of your allies to replicate a feat of yours. Mm. And... This is not one mimic, it is two. You have to rip them apart. Oh, that's disgusting. Like I did. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. You have to remove Azus from scraps. How do we do that without your strength? Don't worry, I'm going to I'm going to coach you through it. Somehow. <laughs> Okay, what have we got? We've got a bard, we've got a rogue, and a, and a, who's a deer currently. We've got an artificer. Do you have hands with you? I always have hands. <laughs> and Welby. <laughs> and Welby. Welby's here too. And we've got ropes, and we've got two mimics. What happens if 
Okay, so they're just standing there, not not agreeing, just waiting at the moment. At the moment, yeah. What happens if you try to engage them? Uh, uh, Idafa, you're very fast now. You're a deer. <laughs> Go up and try to get their attention and come on, come on back to us. See if they'll chase you. <laughs> <laughs> very good deer sound. Did you find deer? Sound? I did. Um, oh give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> Baby. I'll try and edit that in every time you speak from now on. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, Ido does run full speed towards them. And actually, he just like headbutts them. Yes. Okay. Uh, roll me an attack roll. Okay, I rolled uh, 13. Okay. A mimic has an armor class of 12. Mm. So Ooh. you do go up uh, and you do headbutt it. And then you try to come away. And you find that you're stuck to it. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Its skin is like adhesive, so you try to come away, and like the part of your head that headbutted it is like stuck to it. I'm um, just out of curiosity. Is the rope still attached to me? Yep. Okay. Uh, and then it is going to do a, a pseudopod attack against you. Pseudopod. It rolled a natural twenty. Oh. Uh, so that is two d eight plus three. What's <laughs> Your girl ain't so good at the health thing. Well, you do have all the extra health from the potion that you just drank. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, that is uh, nine bludgeoning damage. Okay. And then I want everybody to roll for initiative. Ooh. Flynn got 12. Yo, nine 20. Nice. Shame it was going here. <laughs> Five for Karen. Fifteen for Frankie. Okay, uh, Poppy, it is your turn. What do I have to roll to break free? Uh, you need to roll a... A queen. What? Is Poppy within 30 feet of me? Yes. Because I'd like to use my Flash of Genius to give her plus five to her saving throw. That's awesome. Uh, You need to roll a... uh, Basically, you need to roll to escape a grapple. So you can choose athletics or or, uh, acrobatics. And the DC is 13 and you have a plus five from Frankie. Hmm. Thank God I got the plus five. Um, That's... (laughs) <laughs> Ten's not enough. Oh, um, no, you do, you do uh, kind of pull away, but you can't quite get away from that like sticky goop uh, that you're yeah. that you're stuck in. Uh, next up is going to be the mimic, uh, who is going to drag you along as it takes a couple of steps uh, towards Frankie and Flynn, um, and it is going to make a bite attack against you. That the scraps one is going to try and make a bite attack against you. Sixteen plus five, twenty-one. Yes. So it's going to be eight piercing damage and some acid damage too. Uh, eight acid damage. Ooh. So 16 in total? Yes. Okay. Uh, next up, I believe, is Steph. So, so I'm just going to oh, think aloud. So if we have to try and pull them apart, but I don't want to touch them, could we do like a rope pulley sort of system? Yes. yes. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking maybe Hands gets the rope off of Idafa. Why don't you want to touch them? Because they're sticky. Oh, I just seen what happened when Ido stuck. I don't want to touch that. But if we stick to them, then we can leverage pulling them apart if we like run in opposite directions, right? Oh, That's also true. That's also true. Maybe because... Okay, so I think what we could do is... Idafa is attached to scraps. Yes. What we need to do is we need to attach the rope to a Zeus. And... We can pull a Zeus while Idafil pulls scraps, and we can pull them apart using, using working together. Can hands untie rope? 
We need to get it off of Ido. I mean, yeah. Does he have the ability? Does he have thumbs? He, he just doesn't have opposable thumbs, I believe. Well, according to the description, there's usually some kind of thing in there about like simple tasks. Yeah, I think untying a rope is a simple task, assuming it's not a complicated knot. Mm. Yeah, uh, it it doesn't it doesn't actually mention anything about. Look from tasks. from what I understand, he has tank treads. Uh, a doll's body and then helicopter on his that's sticking out of his head, yeah. right? So yeah. a doll's body has hands. So yeah. I'm going to say he probably can untie a rope. Nice. Okay. I always imagined him as having like little spidery bits on him. Yeah. As well. yeah, yeah the, me too. The, 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 his hands are like like that doll line. from Toy Story. Yeah. 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 So he can untie with like little spidery legs. Yeah. So his hands that I envisioned were like the hands from the other mother. On core line, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. That are like, e- mm-hmm. yes, spidery. Okay, so Hans I is would... an abomination. We need to get him drawn. <laughs> <laughs> I love Hans, so I'd be like, Hans, go and chuck him first, and then be like, oh, and untie the rope, Hans. <laughs> <laughs> and what does he say? He pulls a gesture that I will not describe Ooh. to me because I threw him quite forcefully. Like a pokeball. Uh, <laughs> don't worry. We're on even power. There's yeah. no power struggle yeah, here. You you throw him. He gives you the finger. You know, it's fun. It's fine. I'm, I'll make it up to you later. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I throw him towards Ido. Tell him to untie Ido. Okay. He's going to have a soon after yours. Is that a bonus action or an action to give him a command? I think it's a bonus action because it just says that it goes on. Cool. You've told him to perform, uh, like, use an item or use a tool or something, so that's yep. fine. So what do you want to do with your action? Hold on to the rope. Okay. I want to be cool, though. I don't want to just, like, walk over and pick it up. I want to, like, roll or cartwheel. <laughs> okay, roll me an acrobatics check. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Acrobatics. <laughs> Every acrobatics. time you do this, you, like, step on your scarf and choke yourself or something. <laughs> That's a five. You step on your scarf and choke yourself. <laughs> oh, no. Frankie just wants to be cool. Oh, oh. Frankie. You like are on the ground, but you do have the rope. But, yeah. you, but you are prone. Yeah, I got the rope, and guys. Maybe, maybe trying to breathe is a little difficult right now because your scarf is like around your it's, neck. It's tight and you're kneeling on it. And you're like, <laughs> it is Hans's turn. He is mm-hmm. going to... Uh, it seems you untie the rope from where? The, from the, the deer? antlers. Yeah, okay, cool. Yep. Does he need to roll anything for that? Or can he just like perform an action? I think he could just perform an action. If it was, I think, anything more than simple. Like if we would have had to roll for it, then he would have to. Um, I you think just I mean? undoing a knot is not... If you wanted him to tie another one, that might be a different yeah, story. But if all he's doing is untying the knot... Uh, that is done. I haven't taught him how to do knots yet. Yep. He, he's mastered the untying, but not the tying. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that's how, that's how you got to start. That's how you teach, as Karen would know. Um, that is uh, yours and Hans's turn. Uh, next up is Flynn. You can get Welby to fly around Jesus, right, with the with the rope in his mouth. Yeah, I was thinking of just like whipping it though. You know how you, you whip it and it coils. Do you have proficiency in lassos? I'm just a cowboy. <laughs> do, you have, do you have proficiency in whips? Do you have proficiency in being a cowboy? No, well, we will help fly around. <laughs> part of part of mentorship is guiding people towards the right solution. <laughs> so I kind of like lift my hat off, and then well, we pops up, and I'm like, "You can do it. Don't be shy." And he's like, "I'm not shy." <laughs> and he, he whips it around because I'm like, "The rope, the rope, the rope." 
<laughs> um, yeah, and so he flies out around. Cool. So again, with him, does it cost you an action or a bonus action to give him a command? It is... I'm pretty sure that I said that he follows the same rules as a familiar, right? Yeah. Uh, so then he would be in action to give a command too. Yeah. So he takes his turn directly after yours, mm-hmm. which means you still have a bonus action that you can use or a, a movement that you can use before we get to Welby's action. Uh, make make sure Idafo is strong enough to pull. I'll be a wingman. <laughs> I was going to say, Ida doesn't actually need the help with pulling. But <laughs> <laughs> Flynn's like, oh, oh, yes, words of encouragement, words of encouragement. So he like whispers, sweet nothings enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Not like romantic sweet nothings, but just like the opposite of what the whispers were whispering Positive my ears. affirmations. Positive, Positive affirmations. <laughs> you are strong, independent, dear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I yeah whisper words of affirmation into Ida's dear, um, <laughs> cute, and watch it flick as a, and then I once Welby's done his job, he um I coil the rope around my other um okay yeah. So is that a D six for me that I can add to throws? I think it's a D eight. D eight now yeah. Oh yeah, it's I'm a big boy. I'm a big boy now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now it is Welby's turn. Uh, Welby is going to fly around the top part. Uh, and then, like, he just goes twice around Asus, uh, and then he's going to pull it tight, uh, and the rope, as soon as it touches onto the, the like, flesh of the Asus mimic, is mm. going to stick to him. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Uh, next up, Karen. Um, Karen is going to, because she's got one end of the rope, she's going to coil it around herself, so it's coming from one hand, going behind her, it's in the other hand, she's using her whole body... And she's going to start pulling. Okay. Roll me an athletics check. Yeah. That's a natural 20. Plus plus eight. Plus eight. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So you have the rope that is attached to the Asus half of it, right? Yes. Okay. You have, you are not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. But I'll remind (laughs) you that you are not supposed to be the person who actually performs the action. You are supposed to be the mentor. So I'll tell you what, you can be an anchor point. Yeah. But if you are the one who is pulling them apart, you might fail. Mm. Yeah, she she anchors herself and she says, Idafa, it's time to pull. Idafa, you're up. And then Idafa pulls. Cool. Uh, <laughs> do you do this in your deer form or are you transforming back into a person to do this? Deer form. Roll me an athletics check. You can have advantage because Karen rolled a natural 20 and because she is coaching you. <laughs> and you have the plus and you have the plus eight. I can add it after, right? Yeah, so you can yeah. roll it first and then you can choose to add the D8, but but you can't ask me whether you passed. <laughs> yeah. So roll your thing and then then add it if you want. Cool. That's an 18. Whoa. Nice. Uh, with Karen holding the rope at one end and Frankie and Flinvar both helping as well, uh, you uh, dig your hooves into the ground. <laughs> My hoof. Yeah, you dig your hooves in and you like pull away uh, and you can feel the you can feel the stickiness of the two mimics start to pull apart. Oh. Yes. The mimic's turn. Uh, it is going to, the one that is scraps, it's going to try and bite the deer again. No. Oh. Uh, that's an 18 plus 5. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, 8 uh, piercing damage uh, and 3 acid damage. So 11 damage in total. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Frankie, you're up. Frankie's going to stand up and then Frankie is going to help pull. Okay. Cool. Roll me an athletics check. Oh, that's an 18 straight. Nice. Nice. Yeah, all together, all of you guys working together, even Flynn kind of like <laughs> pulling on the other end of the of one of the antlers there's there's a moment where the the two mimics kind of like reform their bond again 
uh, but then all of you guys pulling together in opposite directions, slurp it apart. Yes. Ugh, that's slurp not it. a oh. nice word. Uh, no, it's a bad word, but also what you just did is kind of a bad thing, so. <laughs> uh. They were married. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Married. Married. Oh married. Um, <laughs> and you, They're all polyamorous. Yeah, you pull the, uh, you pull the Asus Mimic uh, away from the Scraps Mimic. Yes. Uh, and they uh, turn themselves into liquid and they Ooh. sink into the floor. Bye. And then you hear the full chime. <gasps> and Karen, <laughs> you hear whispering that only you can hear. And it says, Karen Stonecutter, you are worthy. And she says, okay, okay, but I don't have time for that right now. And she <laughs> she rushes over to Idafa. How many hit points have you lost? A couple. Yeah. I have more than <laughs> half my health, though. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to try and make that a little bit better for you. Um, she rushes over to Idafa, and as she uh, as she's rushing over, she pulls out her um, healer's kit, which is a bunch of crystals. And she says, oh, hope these still work. Do you still want to be a deer, Idafa, or do you want to be a, a, a person again? And you hear him going, eh. <laughs> <laughs> That deer's not feeling so good. Well, he started off with a deer noise. Anyway, he's like, oh. oh. <laughs> okay, really glad we made it through that. Um, but yes, help, please. And then he just falls down. Okay. <laughs> okay, she's going to use her healer's kit. Okay. With the Electrum. Yep. To heal uh, one, 1d6 plus 4. Okay, cool, go ahead. It's a box of crystals, as I've previously stated. It's really, it's very new agey, isn't she's it? It's very new agey. <laughs> she's, she's a lovely person. She's, she's also a burning sage. She's also a crystal healer, unfortunately. That's okay. So she puts a bunch of crystals all over you. But the important part is the Electrum, which I believe I've said before, she kind of pushes it through the chest and it heals. Hmm. Um, so let's see if that works. Cool. Roll me, roll me healing. <laughs> That's a one. Out of 1d6. Plus four, so five. Yeah, um, I'd have to take five healing. I like how Frankie has never used his healing uh, <laughs> Frankie spells. can heal. Frankie can heal. Frankie I, can, oh my god. It's actually a big part of being a, of being a alchemist yeah, is good healing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I'm doing healing, I actually add more. I can actually pump a couple into you. I have actually got three health healing potions, so I might just use one of those. Uh, Frankie, as you're like talking, he will pull out his salve bomb that he made then crushes up an electrum kind of like just slaps it on you <laughs> um, Frankie roll an arcana check we're all crowded around you doing different healing not natural 20 yeah, it, like it works so go ahead and uh, roll your roll the healing to Idafa and while all this is happening while you guys are all crowded around Idafa the room is again closing in and swirling around you and getting ready to change again. That's 17 healing for you. Nice. Holy damn, thank you. That's a good salve. That's a good slap in the face. (laughs) There you go. I'll take that. (laughs) Idafa, as you get back to your feet, the mimics recede again and you you find yourself uh, back in the circular room with the marble floor, but it is entirely marble this time. There's no ravine. Uh, And on the other side of the room, there's a large, muscly mimic man Uh. with a big sword. And he points the sword at you, Idafa. Me? Yeah. Okay. And, th- and then there's a shimmering light that comes from behind him. <gasps> and a portal opens up in the air behind him. And the, the mimic man is blasted by magic. And through the portal, 
steps Master Speck, looking as beautiful as ever. <gasps> and he says, Enough waiting, Idafa. I've come to recruit you. What the? Thank you for listening. That is all.